Hey, you know what you need is some support, girlfriend. And we got you covered. From the north and central Wisconsin, so I'm pretty far up there, pretty close to the Canadian border. I'm Melissa Marie, single mom. So you know the song, Another One Bites the Dust from Queen? that's your dating life entrepreneur breast cancer survivor and making it happen to the south look i'm from texas if it's one thing we know how to do it is endure sweat in unspeakable places okay i'm ashley allen single mom career woman and side hustling pro you guys know me i love inappropriate humor i like i love it like i love it like it's part of who i am working my way to the top. If ever you needed someone to help you and have your back, well then girlfriend, we got you. podcast girlfriend we got you i am your host ashley allen and i am joined today by the beautiful the wonderful the ever smart the ever creative (laughs) the ever everything that ever was melissa marie Woo! yeah <laughs> yeah, that's oh, me. I love that. I love that hype right there. Like, <laughs> this is her sober. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the reason why I laid off alcohol for a while. No. It. It's like when people question if I'm sober, and I'm like, I'm always sober. But I'm like, you know, that just tells me I'm doing something right. Like, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm the perfect hype person. Okay. Right. I'm always this fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, I'm excited. Today's episode is creating equal value. And I could probably talk about this all day. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is something that I feel everyone um, definitely either has a story on or has been affected by it. Um, And yeah, I mean, there's definitely that every walk of life is feeling like there's no like real equality. I feel like everyone is being affected by it. And um, being a female, especially, um, I have had my um, own experiences. And Ash, I know just recently you've been going through some like crazy stuff too. Yeah, it's been nuts. I mean, in the workplace, it's kind of crazy I mean earlier I, you know when we were talking I was telling you like what year is this like I can't believe this is still happening right you know I mean, <laughs> well, like, it's true <laughs> yes. I mean I, um yeah I, I just it's I'm kind of appalled by it and then it's it's very frustrating too because a lot of people I feel like have a limited belief system where like not everybody can be at the top right yeah. And I feel like men have this just natural, and I'm just using men because that's really what my experience has been, especially lately. But men, I feel, have just that domineering personality where, you know, they just kind of feel like they're entitled to overpower you or overpower a woman. They Even when their egos come into play, they overpower each other, you know? Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. So... And then as a female, if you put your two cents in, you know, it's like, 
<laughs> oh my god uh, the woman is she on her period <laughs> oh that's just menopause <laughs> he raised her voice right i'm like i will murder you and then it will look like you're on your period <laughs> right. so I'm like no sir <laughs> right oh my god Oh, Lord. So what are some things like, I don't know, what do you feel like you've had to battle with as far as like feeling equal and appreciating, you know, others appreciating your value? Um, living in the North where I'm at, I mean, and just for everyone, just so you know, I'm, um, in the far North of Wisconsin. So, um, I'm pretty like I'm central Wisconsin. So I'm pretty far up there, pretty close to the Canadian border. (laughs) It's driving distance. Let's just put it that way. And, um, I, it's still very small minded at times here. So definitely when there has been things that have come up and I could come across very, very strong. And when I do come across very strong, I definitely, even from females, I've actually gotten some like, just like backlash, like, oh my gosh, she said that. And then I just think to myself, well, what I said wasn't incorrect. And what I said wasn't disrespectful. What I said was pretty accurate. However, then I go back and I'm like, oh my God, if I was a dude, like I'd be totally applauded for this. And instead I'm being shunned down to it. So it's just that still like, oh, she's a woman just, you know, maybe she just needs to keep her voice down or not say anything. That's a whole other thing too, is like, why'd she say something? She shouldn't have said something or they'd be like, oh, you shouldn't have said anything. And I would like, but it affected me and it hurt me or it bothered me or it needed to be said because that person was incorrect or out of line. Right. Right. It's like you're getting in trouble for holding other people accountable. Yes, exactly. Or for creating boundaries. That's a whole other thing too, is that whole creating boundaries. Yeah. No, I get it because it's funny that you say that because literally today, um, and those of you that, that don't know, I um, worked really hard and really fast to get to the position I have right now um, in the current corporate company that I am working for. And I am in upper management and it is a very heavily male dominated industry. And my direct supervisor is in fact a male. And I had a situation at work and it was sexual harassment and it needed to be addressed. And I wanted to address the staff member um, that made the offense towards me. And my supervisor tells me today to pretty much, he says, you know, don't go into detail about the whole situation. And he was like, you know, you just don't really want to talk about a lot of things. I was like, I said, wait, wait a minute. I said, excuse me, what are you afraid of me talking about? What do you not want me to say here? Right, right. And what is the point of the meeting, you know? Right. Come on now. What are we doing? (laughs) You know? And so, and he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, just keep it simple, you know, stick to the stick to the point. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to berate the man for his poor life choices. You know, <laughs> you know I like, I, I, I am, that was the point, you know? So, right. 
I mean, it was just, and he was, and it come to find out, you know, that's actually a close friend of his that he's known for years. And it's just, you know, kind of men protecting men. And I even had to say it's that. It's the boys club. Yes. It's that old style boys club. Yes. yes. And I you know, a lot. It, 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 yes. And you know oh. what? I told him too. I said, um, because, you know, you had brought up like it being a problem when you speak your truth. And I told, and he was like, and I told him, I said, you know, it's too weird around here. This has to be addressed so we can uh-huh. all move forward because you can feel the right. tension. And he's yeah. like, and he was like, well, it's going to get weirder you know, because of the problem. I was like, I said, excuse me. Cause like he insinuated that it was a problem that I was going to address it. And so I said, <laughs> I said, if your friend, and he would just, eyes got kind of big. Cause he was yeah. like, oh, shit. And I said, yeah, excuse me. If your friend wouldn't have acted that way, there would be no problem to begin with. Right. I said, I'm not the one making problems. I'm about to resolve it. And he was just like, looked at me because really, (laughs) honestly, um, I could have called my HR manager who in fact is a lovely woman of color who, I mean, she is really great. I mean, you guys to have, to have an HR person. I love it who is so diverse and has your back it's a breath of fresh air in this male-dominated business okay so i mean really yeah i mean i could have taken it a step further and you know this guy wouldn't have a job today but i didn't you know i really just wanted to set a boundary like you're saying set a boundary you have to set your boundaries like you have to be like hey this is where i go And you know what? I actually respect people when they set their boundaries with me. Like I've had that happen. I was actually at an airport, I would say about four years ago, and I was going to Boston and there was a lady and she was working at the airlines and I knew I was in a different state because I feel like Wisconsin people are wonderful. Like we're such loving, caring people, but we're people pleasers. So we're constantly always like pleasing people. And this lady was already like, she put up our boundaries. She's like, this is the way it is. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, I love her. Like, I was just like, yeah, you do it. And I feel like we need more of that is that when someone like puts their boundaries up or has like some sort of like line in the sand, it's okay. We should be applauding them. Like we should be like, yeah, you got this. Not the fact that, you know, saying, oh, that lady's a bitch or, you know, that girl must be having a bad day or whatever, you know, someone might say. Well, you know what it is though, because when someone creates a boundary, when people get offended by it, it's because they're like, well, wait a minute. I'm not comfortable with the boundary you set because I want to be able to conduct myself however I want towards you. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me I can't, you know? So some people take offense to that, you know? Well, and the people take things personally all the time. Like they take it, like their ego, like it goes right into their ego and they're like, (gasps) like, oh my gosh, like either I'm a bad person or, you know, and they react to it or it's like, they feel like this, like, big impact on like their ego and their like part they take it personal like they were like a, this wrong person or whatever it was and they take it like defensive yeah no that's true they really some people really do get like that when you create a boundary and you know whenever I finally had my sit down with this this guy today mm-hmm. um 
I, I did. I straight up told him, I said, you know, if I was a man, you would not have done that to me. You right. would not have done that to me at all. And he didn't say a word. And I said, you've crossed a boundary with me. So no, anything outside of a professional conversation regarding work um, does not need to happen ever again with me. Good for I, you. I said, so that's awesome. Yeah. And then that's and awesome. he was just speechless and I like literally wanted to stand up and be like, yeah, like <laughs> said what I said, you know, but I was just right. Like, yes. yes. You know, but, um, I mean, it just, it felt really good. And I want to also say this because, you know, if, if any of our listeners out there feel, um, offended or triggered when someone sets a boundary with them, you know, it's a good time to reflect yeah. It's a perfect opportunity to reflect, to kind of think, you know, well, did I, maybe I did something or maybe there's something that I'm doing that's, you know, um, not really the best for this person. Or, you know, it can also give you permission. I know when I've seen people set boundaries with me, it like gives me permission. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of crazy? Because, you know, when yeah. you see somebody else doing it, you're like, oh. I, you know, I can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it inspires me in a way to create and hold strong to my own boundaries, you right. know? Yeah. I love it. I love it when I see people creating boundaries and stuff. I'm a, I'm that cheerleader. I'm like, yeah, do it girl <laughs> or Get die it. or whatever. Even a guy, you know, like Get whatever, it. like I'm all about it. Oh yeah. I think it's great. It's a really good feeling too. And honestly, like after that meeting happened and he walked out of the office, me and the two other supervisors in there, you could just feel the tension just fade away. Like it just dissipated in that moment. And both of them were like, oh, thank God that's over and we can move forward. And they both apologized to me for his behavior. Um, And I was like, you know, I appreciate the apology and I appreciate you having my back. And I was like, it means a lot. And that is such a good story. Yeah. And it was actually really educating for them as well, because they've never had um, a female supervisor in there before. Mm -hmm. So it was a a learning moment for them as well. And I, because I told them, I was like, you guys know me. I love inappropriate humor. (laughs) Like, I love it. Like, I love it. Like, it's part of who I am. But, you know, it's with other managers, it's, you know, you have that, um, that line that you don't cross, you know, we can make jokes or or things like that and be comfortable around each other, but we are also very aware of where our boundaries are. Yeah. Teach you that kind of thing in manager training and stuff too. And so anyway, it did end on a, on a much better note. And a lot of the tension, just like I said, dissipated, it was really great. So, um, it was a, definitely a, a new thing for me because I just, I never had that opportunity because I, I, was, I was, you know, at a, a previous company years ago, I was sexually harassed. I didn't say anything because I was scared. And then I was sexually harassed again. And when I said something, um, my supervisor didn't want to take it any further and protected this man's job and said that I lied about it. yeah so bad it's because I had like you know I had a previous bad experience with that you know so I was really relieved that the way this ended 
today. So that's awesome. That's really awesome. I'm so proud of you, by the way. Thank you. I am. I'm really proud of you. Like that's, that's really cool. Like really good. Took a lot of work to get here. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It It does. It really does. It does. Because when you're constantly fighting like stereotypes and stuff like that, you know, especially I feel like another thing for us is single moms, you know, because you and I both are single moms as well. You know, what triggers me sometimes is when people are like, oh, you're a single mom. Oh, poor you. I want to be like, motherfucker, I have more money in my face. (laughs) Then you pay for your mortgage in a month, okay? <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> That's funny. You want to know what triggers me? This is what triggers me is when because I do a lot of like because I am I'm single mom and I I date occasionally but I don't date a lot and so I do a lot of social events like when I do social events I'm very comfortable doing it solo. So I'm really good at doing, you know, going to social events and being like the solo person and not having a date. And what gets me sometimes, and this doesn't happen to me all the time, but what really kind of gets me as the single mom is when um, like wives or women get freaked out when I speak to their husbands. Has that ever happened to you? All the time. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I'm not stealing your husband. I'm just saying hi (laughs) and being respectful. (laughs) I know. And you know what's so weird is like, I've had like friends and coworkers and stuff like that are male that we chit chat and stuff at work and they don't want me around their wives. Oh, that's so weird. It's so weird. And I'm like, oh. I, like I don't know if last time you checked, but like, I don't want you. Like, <laughs> don't well, trust me. Not interested in married men, just so everyone knows. Like, it's. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, thank no. you. And it's just like so weird because like, I mean, I don't know. It's like so bizarre. And I like to talk, it was funny because I kind of did a little survey today too. And I talked to a couple of the male, I love it. male managers and I was like, why don't we have like a Christmas party and people can bring their spouses and we can make it fun. And they were like, we're not bringing our wives um, to any work party. Um, even if you're going to be there or anything like that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it offends me. It offends me. It's just their own insecurities. It's just it is. But as a single mom, I've gotten that a lot. And I just think it's crazy. Like I just think it's really, 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 really crazy. I mean, do you like are the wives aggress are they like aggressive to you? No, but I've had a couple situations where wives have like not talked to me, like, you know, like just they will kind of like be in their own little clicky like um I don't want to say housewife group but like they're like little <laughs> like if they'll give you the cold shoulder yeah oh my it's god whatever I mean it's their own insecurities I'm luckily I'm grown to the person where I am today where I'm just like uh, oh, you know snooze you lose because I'm fantastic <laughs> I know you know what I was thinking about like when that kind of stuff happens I'm like you know what kind of friends are you anyway right 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 right, what kind of friends right. Are you? 
Right. I do. I hate that a lot. I like, I hate that a lot. Like sometimes, or I would actually, I was supposed to go to dinner once with a coworker and his wife, like they were going to grill and stuff. Other going to sing at their house and the wife was going to meet me in person and they were going to set me up with somebody. Okay. But the, what happened was she goes, show me a picture of what she looks like. And he pulled me up on social media and he showed her and she was like, she can't come. <laughs> I was like, buddy, it's not like I stepped out of a Maxim magazine, okay? Like, <laughs> we have got a fupa going. My thighs have so much friction, it's unreal. Like, what are we talking about right now? I was like, and it actually hurt my feelings. It was, I had been there before where it kind of does. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't I hurt do know it's just, when yeah. they get like that. And it's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I just want a friend. <laughs> I know. I need my girlfriend. I need a girlfriend. I need someone to listen to me. I was like, I wanted to go to dinner with y'all to have a, to make a new friend. I don't give a shit about your ugly husband with his nose bigger than my foot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Like, what? I know. It's so not. Even if they're cute, like, I have some girlfriends that have, like, attractive husbands, but because they're, like, my close girlfriends, like, I don't find them attractive. Like, it's the, like, weirdest thing. Like, I have a couple girlfriends. They have some really nice, attractive husbands, but, like, because I'm so close to them, like, I don't see their husbands in that way. Right. You know, like, and I wish people would kind of, like, understand that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's almost And they're good guys. Like, they're, you know, they're devoted to their wives. Like, I mean, so, but it's just, like, I don't know. It's almost like they think because we're single, like. Yes. We're just desperate for anybody. Yeah, like, we'll take anything. (laughs) It's like, no. That's why we're single. Like, that is why we're single. Because I'm a, I, yes. Yes, and I don't tolerate much. <laughs> I know. I, I just said Sorry, that. Shit. I was like, look, I don't know if it's like my life experience or like all the shit that I've been, I, I don't know what it is, but, or my age, but it's just like, I have a very like, like, it's just small. Like, I just can't, you know, I can't do it. So I know. I know. So you know the song, Another One Bites the Dust from Queen? <laughs> Don't tell me that's your dating life. It's my theme song. I swear. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I'm so serious when I say, like, every time I end up dumping a guy or ending it, I do play Queen. I love Queen. <laughs> oh, my God. That is yeah. so like You're like, uh, time to go to my go-to song. Yep. Another <laughs> One Bites the Dust. That is so funny. I don't think I have one of those. I don't know. I've been single for so long. It's know, just that's like, hard, yeah. I mean, I've had like a friend that's like off and on. Um, but you know, it's one of those friends. It's like yeah. one of those friends who, you know, just meets your needs and is someone to like chit chat with sometimes. Hey, and that is okay too. I Seriously. mean, Yes, I just, you know, but then it's like the other side of the spectrum. Then I get my grandmother, like she used to pressure me, um, 
And so, you know, you just need a good man. You just need a good man that's going to take you care of you and your ki- uh, kids. You need a good man that's going to make good money. I'm like, I am the good man that makes good money. Like, right. What are we talking about? And right. like, she's like, now she's now she's to the point where she stopped harassing me about uh, getting married again. And she's like, well, I guess you're just going to grow old and alone like me. <laughs> She's 83. She's been divorced since like 1965. I'm like, shut up. Like, I mean, can you tell your grandmother to shut up? Because I want no, to. I don't know. I don't think you can. However, I can relate to that because my mom used to kind of, you know, give me some tidbits about finding the right person. And then you know what? I was really impressed with my mom. When she came to visit to help me out with like my cancer and my chemo and all of that. She saw how independent I was and even financially independent. Like she was in my like house, like she was in my like whole world. And she like has never really even said anything after that about a man. Like, I think she just is like, oh, she actually has got it. Like she's, she's doing it. She doesn't need anyone. That's so good though. Yeah. Like seriously. So I I get the whole grandma thing because I kind of got that a little bit from my mom from her a little bit. Not too much fun. Mine's just really extreme, though. She's like, you'll just die old and alone. I'm like, thanks for the support. Hey, that's why you got dogs. You got little dogs like I do. I do. And I kind of hate them. Like, I have a lovely <laughs> relationship with them. Mine are my <laughs> babies. Like, I'm that dog mom that, like, totally dresses my dogs up. Like, oh, we got God. Halloween costumes and the whole shebang. Uh, like it's so weird like I get like that when I first get a dog and then I get kind of tired and then the novelty worn off (laughs) I was like I'm done (laughs) I'm done dressing you up like no (laughs) you're like that Barbie doll that was cool at once (laughs) now I'm just like just get in here let's be lazy like cuddle that's all I want just cuddle with me right oh I know it's really funny I know it's like, um, but I don't know. I just think it's so weird. And, and I feel like, I don't know about you or about how your family get togethers are, but like, you know, the holidays are coming up uh-huh. and yeah, I'm like the only single one. Yeah. I'm like the only single, are you in your family? Well, actually I kind of am, but I really don't do much with my family for the holidays because we're scattered all over the place oh I see so like I either have the kids or I don't like the kids are with their dad 50% of the time and I have them the other 50% Mm -hmm. so they're depending on our setup that year is depending if they uh, you know when I get the kids and how I get the kids and then other than that because I work so much like with the salon I'm you know I'm just working so when it comes to actual family family I really don't do much yeah, I will be with my dad this year, and that'll be different. But um, because we're you know living together now, but that's a total. That's a whole. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> but the good thing is, is like you you did say though that he seems to be doing better now. Yeah, he is. So, yeah, he needs me. I'm glad that I'm here. We're all good. It's what family does, though. We're there for each other. Well, that's right. That's right. You know, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, the family's important. But you know, it's it's so funny because I was thinking about this too. I don't know if you ever think about this, 
But I, there's like a part of me that I'm like, oh yeah, you know, being married again would be great, you know, if it's like the one. And then I just think about how like I don't want to do another person's laundry. You know what I think about is when I see the many women, I mean, I have tons of women who I do their hair and seeing them being married, I will be honest, there might be 10% of married women that I do their hair that are happy in a good relationship that actually have the whole shebang. Right. Honestly. Like the whole shebang. Wow. And to be honest, when I see that, I have no desire to be married. Like, I know. It's kind of I don't like- want to do it. Like I I wouldn't mind having a nice companion that I travel with and spend some time with and all of that. But to physically be married and be in a household with someone, I don't know if I could do it again. Um I understand that completely because I literally think about, I mean, well, this might sound kind of shallow, first of all, but I think about like having to cook and I I love to cook. So I wouldn't mind. I cook for my dad. I'm like, yeah, I could cook for someone, but that that triggers you that you don't want that. Like, is it like, look, I'm the kind of person that is like this because I love food. I right. love food. I'm not going to say Oh, I do food. too. <laughs> I, but, I'm curvy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh my God. Like, there is no thigh gap in my future ever. Right. But, um, But I will say this though. Like, I'm not a big person that likes to cook. I Sometimes I do. But, I mean, we're going to eat. One way or another, we're going to eat. Right. Like, I'm going to make sure everybody's fed. I just don't you know, that outdated thing of, you know, it's the domestic thing. It's that, it's that domestic thing. I get it because here's my whole thing. I don't want to clean for someone. Like I would rather hire someone to help. Like I'd rather be scraping my money up to hire someone to help clean my house than me clean my own house. Like I would rather be like doing work you know, like building my business and doing all that, being behind the computer or spending time with my kids, then cleaning a toilet. Like, I just do not, I don't like the domestic part of that. I agree completely. And I just feel like that, you know, I'm not saying all men are like this, but, you know, if, if I have a career and I've got my side hustle, I'm always going to have a side hustle. Yeah. You know, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, you know, and I'm doing, of course, I'm here for my kids, doing things with them. It's like, um, I don't want to have the pressure of making sure you have clean underwear and that you've had a meal and, you know, that I'm picking up after you. Like, I don't want the extra responsibility, you know, I get you a hundred percent. I just, I get it. And I think that's one thing, like, I know there are guys out there that literally don't mind switching their clothes, their own clothes around. And mm-hmm. I know there are guys that are like, I don't care if we door dash three nights in a row. I'm tired too. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like, right, right, right. Like, I mean, I know there are guys out there that's like that, but 
I have, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I am just saying the um, dominating males that I have encountered in my life are just yeah. the mentality, you know, they have that yeah. mentality. I agree. I agree completely. Because that's a part of where I have a hard time dating myself. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I just do. And like I said, I would rather have a companion. And I like to travel. So I would rather have a companion to travel and, you know, hang out with and stuff when I am not working on my business and, you know, my all my stuff or, you know, with the kids. For so. sure. I mean, I don't I think- really even mind a man around just to even like hang out with the kids. Like, you know, if he's a good enough guy, like, I don't mind. Like, I like that family stuff. I'm all about family, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. I had a a friend of mine, he told me how he got his wife and he said that when he met his wife, she had a son and he said, he told her, he said, um, why don't I take you to McDonald's on our first date and you can bring your son. Oh, God. Yeah. And it, of course, this was, he's an older gentleman. So yeah. it was back when, you know, McDonald's was a big deal to kids, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so she melted like butter for him when he mentioned oh. that. And they went and, you know, he took them to McDonald's, got the kid a Happy Meal, he played the play pay, place and all that stuff. And, I looked at him and I said, you know, if a man asked me that today, I would run, you know, (laughs) and he was like, what? I said, look, because he's an older guy. I was like, that is a really, I mean, it's a lovely story. And that probably is a lovely story. It got me me going. (laughs) That probably worked in 1975. However, it did. (laughs) However, if you try to tell a woman, hey, what are you and your kids doing? I want to take y'all out on the first time, you know, we ever, I'm not letting my kids meet you. I think it all depends on the situation, like how long they have talked prior, like, cause I am a type of person that I generally don't even go on a date unless I've known the gentleman for a little bit. Like I'm not one, like, first of all, I don't do any dating sites. Um, I've tried them. I've done it. I'm not successful with it. I know some people are very successful with it. I am not saying I just am not. Um, And I'm just someone like when I do meet someone, I really like to get to know them prior than me, like going out with them. I just do. I'm not going to just go out on a date with you. Like, in fact, there's like this one dude, he's been like trying to message me through like social media. And he's like, I'm like, dude, you're not going to get like a chance with me because I don't even know you. First of all, I'm not going to like hook up with someone on social media. And another thing is I'm never going to date you. So like, just leave me alone. I know. And you know, what's so weird. I almost feel like men kind of feel like they're entitled to, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe like, they're like entitled to ask you those kind of things to kind of pester you in a way until they get what they want. Like, I mean, no means no, buddy but no means no, no and know. if you can't and if you kind of can't take the hint then it's like yeah. what are, like what are we doing here right like you know on. boundaries we're going back to boundaries there we go 
Boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. I, you know, the, the, the whole online dating thing didn't work for me either. Like, first of all, if I get a green text message from you, <laughs> you're, that tells me you're using an Android. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it hurts my eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, first of all, sir, I'm gonna need you to upgrade your phone and get an iPhone in order for us to communicate properly. I mean, can you see my emojis? I'll never know. No, no, no. Techno- technology. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I just, and I don't know about you, but I would be on a text rotation and some of these guys would text me the exact same story they just told me. Oh, it's because there's multiple, like, yeah. that's the thing. I don't like it. There's like so many multiple things going on. I'm like, you know, like, ah. I can't even keep up. They uh-uh. can't keep up. How can you like establish any type of anything when you can't even keep up? <laughs> I know. It's like, I cannot continue to tell 15 strangers how my day was. Right. I don't like it. I think it's exhausting. And it is I mean, exhausting. Look, I'm, I'm going to be really honest too. I will catfish them. I will do the filters and the makeup and I'm going to have the best lighting and you're not going to see my double chin. And then, (laughs) you know, when we get together, like I'm going to order the left side of the menu and you're going to be disappointed and I'm going to be, have a very full belly. Okay. Like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I don't do it anymore. I like did it. I had went through it. I'm like, no, no, just I. If someone's interested, then we got to get to know each other. And if we haven't something in common, then you know, then I'll try it. And then that doesn't even guarantee it, because that's what happened to the last guy I dated. Like I knew him for two years. Then we started talking again, and then like we got together, and then I was like, nope. <laughs> you feel like it's not happening. No, basically he drank too much, and he was an asshole. When he made his daughter cry, I was like, we're done. Goodbye. (laughs) I am not kidding. That truly happened. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, is this really happening? Like, I was like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is boundaries. I know. Boundaries. I know. I was thinking the same thing because I was just like, you know, if I could just meet a man at the grocery store. I think I told you this the other day. I love this. Yes. I just want to meet a guy at the grocery store who knows how to cook because, you know, I, like we already talked about, I'm not really, odds are I'm not going to cook. Like I'm going to pick up something on the way home. It's not happening. And then, you know, but you're at the grocery store. So what's in your basket? <laughs> what, it's the bare necessities. It's probably like bread and toilet paper. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're like, you're like, I want to be a guy at the grocery store, but I don't cook. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, what's in your basket now, Ash? Come on. That's a good point. Like, literally the bare necessities. <laughs> My kids, too, they're so funny because they're like, Mom, are you going to go grocery shopping? We need stuff for our lunches. I'm like, yeah. 
and like legit that's all i'll buy is just stuff to make their lunch i'm like i'm done 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 i don't be here another minute you know but i do i always thought like you know i want to meet him at a grocery store i want to not have my contacts on i want my glasses on and my hair up and a messy bod with some leggings that's probably got a hole in the crotch and you know <laughs> so like my sandals and a hoodie you know like just just wrecked you know that way he can see all all of me in my glory and be like that's the one yes one. yes eating beef jerky washi shopping for toilet paper and bread <laughs> that's the one <laughs> love it i love it i That's love it because you know we yeah, I, I know you've experienced the same thing you know you go out you've met people in bars you've done the, yeah, i know you know you've had friends try to set you up it's just kind of like uh no it is it is i think it's almost like really hard for friends to set you up because i feel like i've almost like i won't say like met the worst people but i've not had like, I feel like that's almost been even worse. Like, I just don't feel like my friends have, I don't know. They always have high hopes and, and their intentions are good, but they never you're work like, out. You're like, stop setting me up though. <laughs> Do me a favor. Like, I'd rather be on the couch watching Netflix with my two dogs beside me. <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh, that's like the dream. It's so funny when people are like, what are your hobbies? I'm like, I mean, <laughs> what are the hobbies? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Bravo network. What do we <laughs> I mean, like what? I don't know how to answer that. Like, like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. know. Like literally, I mean, it brings a lot of joy to my heart to come home, sit on the couch and not use my brain for anything else. It's such a beautiful feeling. I know. I know. And it doesn't happen very often with being a single mom. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It doesn't. So, or being a mom in general, not even being a single mom, just a mom, a wife, you know, single mom. Like, it's just, I think women take on so many roles that we're constantly just go, 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 go. And we don't have that time. A lot of times we don't have that time to really sit and really enjoy things. I had to have my doctor just recently when I went in say, um, you need to like be on the couch. Like you need to get better because I was pushing myself, pushing myself pushing myself and I couldn't get past this cold that I had and it was like gradually getting worse and mm-hmm. he's like you're gonna make yourself worse and he's like you need to take like seriously two days off and I literally just I took his advice I took two days off and I did get better so you know what I totally get that because one this literally I think I was probably I don't know maybe like five years ago six years ago, I was recently divorced. My divorce was finalized and I had got this rent house and I was literally working. I was working my corporate job during the week, waiting tables on the weekends. And then I also had a photography business. So I was doing photo shoots in between. Mm -hmm. I never slept. Yeah. Because my kids were both still involved in soccer. Their dad kind of gets involved in their life when he feel when he feels like it i mean and they were young then too like because they're a little bit older they're like my kids age so so they're a little bit more independent now 
Right. Where back then, they, I mean, they needed mom, like they needed you. Yes. And it was very hard to like keep a roof over their head and kind of trying to keep them accustomed to the lifestyle they were used to when I was married. Mm -hmm. I was really trying, I ended up in the ER one night because I was just not feeling well. I mean, like I instantly started running fever. I didn't know what was going on. I felt really sick. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go. Actually, it, it was like urgent care. Yeah. And I just went to urgent care and I was like, look, can you just give me a steroid shot? Give me some antibiotics, send me on my way. Like, I don't have time to be sick. And he was like, what is your schedule like? And when I just told him, I mean, and I was exhausted. I mean, it was the middle of the night and I told him what my schedule was like and he just looked at me and took my hand and he was like, you really have to slow down and take care of yourself. You're so yeah. busy trying to take care of everyone else. Who is taking care of you? Right. And I was like, I Mel, I fucking cried when that like doctor took my I hand. I that feeling. I and know. I, I was just crying. And I was thinking though, you know, I know we're both single moms, but I was thinking about how much I really busted my ass when I was married too. Oh, I totally busted my ass when I was married. I mean, yeah. I, yes. And I just, I, isn't it crazy? Cause I feel like I'm not trying I to never want to go back to that. When I think about my years being married and having my babies, they were babies at the time. Like I left my ex-husband when Carl was like one, like they were babies. Oh my God. I never want to go back to that. That that to me was like a real living hell. Like I never want to go back to that in my life ever. Oh my God. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's very similar to mine because like Jude was like, well, he was like two or three, like when yeah. I left their dad. And it, and I just remember thinking like, I was always so exhausted too, even when yeah. I was married. Because I was actually taking care of everything because he, yeah. thought, he thought just because he had a job that he didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. But I was like, well, why? I think that's probably why I refused to cook it, cook really. Because mm -hmm. I, I did like, I cooked so much for that man. You know? <laughs> and I was, now I'm just like, fuck you. You got, you got some PTSD from cooking. <laughs> I do. Because like, I cook so much for him. I would get up in the morning and cook. I would make his shirts long. Right. And this was on top of having a full-time job. I mean. I know. I, I was working full-time too. And I was doing all that when I was married. Yes. And the kids were I'll never forget when I had the flu so bad. And Carl wasn't even born yet. And Caitlin had to be like maybe one or two. I had the flu so bad. I couldn't even pick Caitlin up. I was bawling my eyes out. My ex-husband uh, got drunk the night before, so he's all hungover. He wouldn't even get out of bed. I had to call his mom for him, for her to come and help me take care of my daughter. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that. And then I was like, I am not doing this. And then I got pregnant. And then I was like, damn, I'm like really leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, once again, now this is done. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, I just, it's just, I, I, I know that not all men are like this. No, they're not. They're no. not. But I just have a shitty taste of men. 
same. Our, our pickers were off. Our picker, our, my picker was so off. It's been off for a while. We need to go get it adjusted. Yes. Just go. Let's just go to the chiropractor and be like, "Hey, our pick, our pickers don't work." Yeah. And, uh, can we get an adjustment? Like, how does that happen? They would be looking at it like, "What the hell?" Oh my gosh. My chiropractor Morgan is a crack up. She would look at me and start dying. <laughs> like, can you just adjust my picker? Oh, please. I need a lovely husband. <laughs> Lord Jesus, fix it. Oh. But I just I, and it's so crazy to me how like women, it's just like we almost naturally slip into those roles of yeah. hey end all be all do all kind of thing and yeah. it used to trigger me on the world yes it used to trigger yeah. me when my ex-mother-in-law would be like oh well can can you get you know um jeff to watch the kids and i'm like what do you mean what <laughs> what do you mean like you mean be their father like a race? What do you mean? Like this is when we're married and I would have something to that I need to go do, you know? And it's just like I'm like, oh my God. And I would just think oh. about it. I'm like, you know, when a father keeps the kids as babysitting, you know, it's just crazy to me. I know. <sighs> I just hold a lot of hats. I mean, we do. We just it's just, it's crazy, but you do got to sit. And I think that goes back to, again, like we, what we keep on going back to with the boundaries is that we literally have to have boundaries to have a healthy life. Yes. And every woman I've talked to is the same way. It's like you and I, you know, like majority of women, we do, we take on the world. It's true. Like, I mean, and I even got that when I was like, so focused on work and doing things, you know, even as um, being divorced, you know, I kind of had to stop and be like, you know, I really need to carve out time to spend with my children. Yeah. I had to learn that. I really had to learn that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I was like, you know what, this is like, I almost had to put it on a calendar as sad as that is. Like I had to really like calendar up, like this is the time I'm spending with the kids. Like I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to do this. Like I actually had to plan like oh, for in sure. my head so I could like actually have that one-on-one time because or else like schoolwork or like sports or me working like all of that would play in the play yeah I know and it's like it's it's just to me you know what I feel like with us having issues um being equal two men and we fight against a lot of old ass narratives and conditioning from society from our environment um i feel like it's totally doable though for women to change the way that you know the roles are and how we've been made to you know be perceived um i just feel like there's got to be enough of us to really push for that right you know? and the roles can be like it doesn't have to be like a mom staying at home I actually have a couple clients that actually their husbands stay at home and they're the ones who actually oh yeah and their husbands that. are like super cool and they play like the role like totally awesome and the moms are they're they're the breadwinners they're the ones that make like the money and take care of everything and the 
the fathers, the men, they actually stay home, make sure the kids like get to school and get off the bus and take care of like their, you know, school stuff. And, and you know what, those two marriages actually fall into the 10 percentile that I talked about prior. Yep. What? God. Oh my God. Fair to God. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's- and we don't know not all marriage is perfect, but their marriages, both of them, they definitely fall into that 10 percentile. Oh my God. I love that so much. I know. Isn't that awesome? Ooh. Yeah. I know. If I had a man at home, oh my God, that'd be so great. I, I always thought I'd love it too. Seriously. I would. Yeah. I'd be like, I will bring home the money. Um, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I know. To have, just to have my laundry done for me. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, why do you think men love it so much? They have someone to cook and clean and all that stuff. It is a, it's a luxury. It's great. Jesus, you know, I don't know. You know what? You know what? I just need to do really Hmm. is I just need to make sure that I have a really good vibrator (laughs) and a really kick-ass cleaning lady who can cook. Yes, those are number ones in my book. That's all I need. That's all I need. Oh my god, so great. I know. I love it. Oh my God. But you know, I have to say, and I feel like this also needs to be said, you know, I don't shame a woman either for enjoying that. For enjoying no, being there. all. Yeah. Like yeah. some women really love it. I mean, they love being at home and they love yeah. cooking and cleaning or, or they love working and cooking and cleaning. Some women really like that and embody that role completely. And that's totally fine. I actually have, I always say I surround myself with Queens and I really do. I have all this great network of Queens around me. And one of my Queens Actually, she, um, her kids now are um, out of college. They are now just getting married and having kids. Um, But she was a stay-at-home mom and she was good at it. Like she enjoyed it. She was good at it. She helped a little bit with the business, with the bookkeeping and stuff. But she was that stay-at-home mom. And when the kids left and were gone, she actually ended up starting her cleaning business and she cleans because she really enjoys it. Yeah, and she makes great money. I was going to say, those women that do that, like, they make good money. Oh, they make really good money. And she does. And I'm, I mean, I'm super proud of her. I mean, I love her dearly as a friend, but she, <clears throat> excuse me, she is really a cool, cool ass person. And both of her kids are very successful, um, great individuals. Like, I absolutely love her family. But yeah, like... She did all the volunteering, like at the school. She did the whole stay-at-home mom thing, and she was very successful at it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I had a friend that really, really loved it, and she homeschooled her boys, and they went off to college and did all that. I mean, yeah. I mean, she fucking rocked at it, and she enjoyed it. Yeah. You know? I mean, that was her cup of tea. I just feel like I just don't... My biggest thing is I want to have the choice yeah that's the only thing it's like just give us the, let women have the choice if they want to take on those roles or not 
Well, and not be put down if we choose not to. Or yeah. to choose to set, like, our own life. Like, Right, yeah. because you also get women who will shame other women mm-hmm. for either being a career mom yeah. or a career woman and not having kids, choosing to yeah. not have kids. And then you yeah. also... Oh, yeah, that's a whole other thing, too. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, like, mm-hmm. if... God love my firstborn. I love her very, very much. <laughs> he was conceived in the back of a 2006 Chevy Cobalt. <laughs> I love it. That's so fantastic. Uh, but she was definitely a surprise when I was in yeah. college. But let me tell you something. Uh, my plan was like not to have kids. Like I yeah. didn't even want to have kids till I was in my 30s, you know, because I wanted to, I wanted to go to school out of state. I want to do all this stuff yeah um it just didn't happen that way but I definitely applaud women for knowing that hey you know what being a mom's not my cup of tea and I choose to do whatever I want I mean I just think it's so crazy how you know pressured we are to um just like you said take on the role but it's like hey get the education oh wait get the good husband oh have the good career oh but don't spend too much time away from your kids oh but make sure you're cooking and cleaning you know i mean it's just oh yeah. and you look fabulous while you oh yeah that's a whole other thing too is that you have to look like a rock star model doing all of this yeah it's like a- god forbid like you didn't put makeup on today or god forbid you didn't do your hair <laughs> Yeah. Or God forbid you have some cellulite when you wear those shorts. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other thing. Body shaming? Oh, don't even get me started on that one. Oh, my God. Like, mm, yeah. I, I know. Because like I'm just thinking, like, you know, the whole, you know, equality thing, I just feel like it's across the board, you know? It is across the board. And what we're I- just discussing the parts about women. I mean, there's equality. Like my daughter is a lesbian. Let me, let's, you know, that's a whole other thing when it comes to <laughs> like, and she's only 15. And let me tell you some of the stuff that she gets dealt with at school. And I'm like, what year are we in? So like, and then of course we have the equality of like the color of your skin and, you know, just, there's so much out there. It's like, why are all these judgments? Like, why are we judging each other? where we are today yes my you know and it's really funny that i love that you just opened up about your daughter being a lesbian by the way thank you i think i'm proud of my daughter and you know if she chooses not to be a lesbian lesbian in 10 years i'll support her too like you know whatever she wants i think that's great Mm -hmm. my daughter um I feel like our daughters are just very similar because my daughter is very like outspoken about you know what's right is right what's wrong is wrong and she's very outspoken and um I actually hate the town that my kids go to school in because (laughs) it is very I mean I'm not trying to get too political here I'm just gonna say it's extreme radical right yeah yeah and it's that hard Yes. And my daughter, I love her so much. And my son too, they just, they really have such big hearts. And my daughter really wanted to support, um, black businesses. Oh, okay. And yeah. yeah, And she got really excited. So we went and, and I was like, hell yeah, we can. And she ended up 
buying this BLM mask. Yeah. She was so proud of it. And because, you know, if it was up to her, she'd be marching in the streets and like riding Ah. cops. But I'm like, you're, you're 13. Like, settle down, settle down. That's why I always get to tell my daughter. Like, I don't mind. Like, yes, we'll go march and hold aside, but maybe trying to fight the (laughs) cops. Can you not? I don't want you to go juvie right now. No. But, you know, it was funny because she was so excited about it. And I knew what was going to be in store for her when she wore that mask to school. Yeah. But I just was like, you know what? It's, I'm going to let it go. It's fine because, you know, she's got to learn one way or the other. You know, things, this is the real world. This is the real world. So, yes. And she wore the mask and she um, almost daily by multiple kids um, would get harassed for it. Mm -hmm. And it was very upsetting to me. You know, she would come home, she would get upset. She would, I don't know what to do. I said, you keep wearing it. That's what you did. Keep wearing it. I love that. Because her. Mm-hmm. yeah i was like you keep doing it i was like because it just i said these kids don't know what they're saying they're they're being taught the wrong things and so oh. they're literally just regurgitating it so you know i told her it's very important that you stand up for what you believe in I and believe that. down you know and I so love that it was a big learning experience for her um and I don't know. I just, you know, it, it kind of made me sad, but at the same time, I was thinking, you know, it's really nothing in comparison to what other people have to go through daily. Yeah. You know, think about it. And she even kind of made that comment too. She was like, I can only imagine if the color of my skin was different, what kind of treatment I would be receiving. Yeah. Not just for the mask. And I said, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just There's a lot of judgment out there. I know. And I think it really is. I feel like it's just so important that, and this is going to come across like so cheesy, but I feel like the more that we are on the same page for positive change and equality in every category, uh, the better it will be because it'll be the majority. It'll be the majority of the people working together. Right. Everything, you know? And I do believe that as time progresses, change will happen. I do believe it. Because even if you look back, like think about even how bad it was. When I think about even a lesbian, like my daughter, and I think about like if she would have came out, like I like was in high school in the 90s. I'm like, we were still open to that, but we were not as open as we are now. Right. It was a total, like, so I just keep on, like, and this might be me, you know, rainbows and unicorns, because I, I tend to be that way sometimes. So I just have high hopes for, like, humanity. I really do. And as, like, generations come through, like, you know, it just keeps on getting better and better. No, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, just, just to, just to kind of give an example when I, when I came on board with the company that I'm at, it was a very, very toxic environment. Like in my immediate, yeah. in my department, it was. And whenever I came on board, um, there were changes that had to be made. 
And I worked really hard to try to maintain a positive outlook, to try to encourage people, make them feel valued, be genuine. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, there's a laughter all day, every day in my department. And I am so I love it. Like, and, and it's, it's, so, it was such, it was literally just being real and, mm-hmm. and genuine. Right. And actually having some compassion for the people that work there in my department and, and showing that. And so, I mean, a little bit of that really goes a long way. I do agree. With you know, that. and I just feel like the more that people are open to being educated and shifting their perspective, mm-hmm. um, with grace. Yeah. With grace. Cause there's a yeah. way to do it. You know, absolutely. There's a way to do it. Cause the cancel culture is just so toxic. There's no room for growth, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like there's a way to do it to where we can actually shift and make those improvements. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. And it will happen. Yeah. I think it will too. I think we'll get there. There's already been so many changes. If you think about I know. it. Some good changes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some good changes. So I see it too. Well, I'm so excited. This was our first episode. No. It was fantastic. I loved it. So I'm excited because, well, I'm not going to give it away, but I'm just really excited for our next episode because I have got some really awesome bucket list things coming up for me, as do you. I do. I have um, a whole list of things too, um, and I'm very excited about it. Um, One thing too I want to mention to our listeners is if you, girlfriend, have any questions for Miss Ash and I, definitely email us because we're ready to take on any questions and answer and be there for you. Oh, for sure. Because that's one of the things that we actually officially and unofficially specialize in. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So, um, it's just, I love it because we, we both really enjoy helping people and, and helping give insights and all the things. I mean, it's so, so great. And, um, I'm going to actually leave our information, our contact info in the show notes. So that email will be available to anyone that wants to reach out to us and we will read your question on air. And what you can do is if you would like to remain anonymous or, um, you know, use an alias, whatever you'd like, that's fine. We respect that. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm totally looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what kind of questions we get. Yeah, absolutely. And it could be anything. Just throw it out there to us. Anything. I know. Yeah. Woo. It'll be so good. I know. Oh, all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. We yes. you, and we've had a blast talking about our topics today. And I guess we will catch you next time.